I started reading a book that yeah. I started reading like four months ago, okay. and then I tried to jump back into the middle of the book. And you just have no idea what's going on anymore? <laughs> no idea what's going on. It's like book. when you play a video game, and then you like take four months off, and you come back, you don't know what any of the controls are again? Yeah, and you're getting destroyed. By the way, you know what I saw the other day? I what's think that? I, Maybe I told you this. I saw that you know I, people are always talking to me about how I stink at like fighting games where you have to do a lot of button coordination and oh, kind I of thought that you were just going to stop at the word stink just in general you just no, smell bad no oh, well okay. yeah okay fair enough be fair. just saying I, I read a thing that said that you know video game controllers are biased towards right handed people okay. in other words the dexterity that you have in your dominant right hand is what you use for the buttons that's why left handed people are terrible at fighting games I bet for you the somebody out there has made a lefty flip lefty flip controllers ooh if they haven't, they should. Nice. So anyway, welcome back to episode 13 of Raisin Brent. And I'm Ray. And I'm Brent. And this is a show about stuff. And more stuff. And, you know, sports and junk. Sports and trolling and... Trolling, Midwest occasional, national perspective. entertainment. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about the, the Detroit Tigers and the Royals just played a series. We don't have to. That's pretty great. We don't have to. That was a series that it's just happened great. over the last weekend. <sighs> oh well, we could talk about how the Detroit Tigers outscored the Kansas City Royals overall in the in the series. Yeah, I think that's an interesting talk viewpoint. About how, we could talk about how our offense is better, our pitching mm-hmm. is better, or we could talk about how the Royals won the first two games and nearly came up with a sweep. They did not nearly come up with a sweep. They lost that last game. What four to one? Four to one. Four to one. Four to one against Max Power. Max Scherzer. Max Powers? What is this, The Simpsons? Yeah. Hello, Hello, my name is Max Powers. <laughs> that was surprisingly better than I thought it was going yeah. to be. Yeah, you can't fight Max Scherzer. You're not going to beat that guy, especially with two games already, two L's on the book. You're not going to beat Max Scherzer in game three. That's what I look forward to when we're playing in the World Series this year and all the Royals are watching, is Max Scherzer winning game three in the World Series this year, mm-hmm. following two other wins in games one and two. Okay. That's what I think is going to happen. Yeah. In fact, a sweep of who of the St. Louis Cardinals is my prediction right now. Put it out there. Okay. Redemption. Make a bet. Not yet. I'll bet you that you don't sweep Wait. the St. Louis Cardinals. <laughs> Maybe I'm not ready quite. Because I don't <laughs> know if the Cardinals are going to be there. Yeah, that's the that's the part that's up in the air. Yep. Whether the Cardinals will make it there. And we'll be talking about you know of course as we as we record this today on a Tuesday. We're right back to where we started as the on Monday, the Tigers won and the Royals lost. So we're still eight games up. Seven games, of course, the magic breaker of our bet this year. And then where are you at with Cleveland? Cleveland's, what, a game and a half back still? Two and a half. Two and a half back. Right where we've known it to be. Two and okay. a half Cleveland, eight games KC. I feel very comfortable about this right out the season. Yeah. This just getting... means that literally we have to just play 500 ball with Kansas City. All we have to do for the rest of the season is play the exact record that Kansas City has, and I win the bet. 
Okay. Yeah. I'll take it. Yeah. I will take it. And, and we're going to be talking about the Ryan Braun suspension and all that stuff a little bit later on the show. So there's really no more baseball with Whoa, which to speak. Hey, hey, whoa, did, hey. Let's I slow just, down there, Ray. What, what about the All-Star game? That was the most boring All-Star game, perhaps, yeah, in the history remember of the mankind. American League won. We both predicted the American League we would did. win. And they dominated 3 right? nothing. I think, what, two, three hits for the National League in that game? Yeah. Uh, By all accounts, the most boring game in the history of the All-Star game. I found it to be one of the, the best All-Star game in history. You know, I remember in the seventh inning, there were three Royals, three Royals on the field at the same time. I have to give a big up to Jim Leland uh, for yeah. recognizing and putting all three Royals in the game at the same there. time. I think that might be the first time in history that the Royals have had three All-Stars, period? No, they've had three before. Total? They've, they've had uh oh. They've had more than that. But uh, You're missing the most important part of the entire All-Star game, though. You mean Prince the, Fielder hitting a triple uh-huh. in the ninth inning. That was amazing. And the really great thing about his triple was, yeah. after he slid into third, the groundskeepers found no need to drag the infield. Oh, my goodness. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Just the, 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 the massive power of Prince Fielder to get, actually get a triple on a, on a sizable you know, scale as the all-star game right in front of everybody in the ninth inning. Kind of awesome. That was kind of that awesome. Was, Even if you're not me, a fan, that's kind of awesome. Yeah, for me, that was pretty much the best moment of the most exciting moment of the all-star gotta game. Be. I mean, it's you gotta got be. Mariano Rivera wins the MVP. And and how did we not predict that? Like we even when we were dancing around it when we were making our predictions for MVPs, we said it's gonna be, you know, there's always a local hometown person who only has a small stake in what happens and they end up giving to it. And so we were thinking, like, you know, David Wright, you know, gets a couple of hits, you know, maybe scores a run somewhere in there, so they give him the MVP. Yeah. We completely missed was, we missed the Mariano Rivera connection to new york city and i'm mad at myself because that was so obvious it was so right in front of our faces we're dancing around it we didn't even say it i don't even know if you saw the seventh inning or the was the eighth inning Mm-mm. or maybe it was the ninth inning when I, when I alex Go- when alex gordon got up to bat because i predicted alex gordon would be the mvp of course you did and alex gordon i said he would hit a three-run homer to break open the game that's what i said yep he got up with two guys on <laughs> and he hit it to the wall <laughs> in oh, center field. <laughs> so close. But I have a feeling that even if he had hit the home run there, that Mariano Rivera was still, still going to be still the MVP. Wins. Yeah. Unless somebody comes up and does like two, three home runs in the game, mm-hmm. Mariano Rivera is going to win that MVP if the American League wins. It's just going to happen. Now, I think we're really forgetting. I almost forgot about this completely, Ray. What's that? The very most important and exciting part of the whole all-star experience, which is the home run derby. We, we don't need to talk about because that. Because we had a shame <sighs> bet on the home run derby. And as I remember, the people that I picked, my three men that I'm I had picked. I'm pretty sure I had Jonas Cespedes winning the whole thing, didn't I? think I? You, said, you said he wasn't the type of dude to, to hit home runs. Oh. Interesting, because he had 17 in the first round. He I, did. however, predicted that if there's somebody most likely to put on a show... I did say it would be Johannes Cespedes. Uh, you can go back and check the tape. Yes. Yes. In fa- Johannes Cespedes. I also had Bryce Harper. Fun name to say. You Yo- did have Bryce Harper. I had Harper. the two yeah. finalists, yeah, and you, you sure had did. two of the four guys. Actually, you got you had three of the four guys hmm. that were eliminated in the first round. And that sucks. <laughs> yeah. um, so, so I won the bet. So pretty Lowest much. home runs. That's what the bet was, right? Yeah. Yeah. We were playing golf home run yeah. derby. Fewest home so, runs. Probably as big as a blowout as we can imagine on a shame bet of all time. Until um, Detroit plays Kansas City Chiefs next time they play, then it's on. But so with that being said, yeah. I uh, Ray, so what was what was the what, if we could rehash it for the people? What was the shame bet? The shame bet is as we always do. You have to read a prepared statement by the other person. And I have not read this statement ahead of time. This is happening live, if you will. Well, I hope you know all the big words I put in there. 
I'll I'll do my best. Okay. okay. So without so further without further ado, I will give see. the stage okay. for a very important statement. Pull the mic over. By Ray Stacanus. <laughs> I already tell I'm going to hate this. <laughs> I Ray Stacanus have to take a moment to laud the critically acc- oh my gosh the critically acclaimed new hit show on FX The Bridge. The lovely and uber talented Diane Kruger plays super smart, super efficient effervescently likable but socially challenged sonia cross kruger kruger delivers a knockout performance and she is sure to be up for an emmy in 2014 so i hate you sonia cross is the new dana scully great at her job to a fault and adorable while doing her best to overcome her social faux pas this is my favorite new show and one of the best characters ever presented on television bravo also Charles Woodson is vastly, oh, excuse me, way overrated. Miguel Cabrera is a juicer, and Matt Stafford is definitely very, very fat. Thank you. I hate you so much right now. Wow, Ray, that's... That is the worst. Now, let's get to the statement that he wrote, because that was just something Ray said out of... How dare you? (laughs) How dare you? Um, Here's the deal. The bridge was not that good. We'll talk about it later on. Matt Stafford isn't fat. I don't know why you keep insisting upon this. Miguel Cabrera, clean as a whistle. Clean as a whistle. And Charles Woodson is one of the best football players in the history ever. I agree with one of those things you said pretty much. Which one? Which one do you think I agree with out of those three? Uh, Miguel Cabrera is clean as a whistle. Yeah, that's the closest one. I, I, you know, I think it's got to be. If he wasn't clean, something would have. I haven't heard any whispers of anything. Well, speaking of all of those things and more, this week we have a very special episode, aren't they all? We're going to be talking about the Ryan Braun suspension. Speaking of players what? suspended. I know. Right, Braun? Suspended? We're going to be talking about Ohio State University. Bad things. Doing good things? Bad things come in fours. What? Ohio State players did something bad? As well as a, a very exciting... I'm screwing up this whole segment. As well as who's getting arrested now? College football edition. Yeah. Wait. College football players being arrested? What? This whole... Are we in the bizarre universe this whole episode? And not just that. We're going to come back and also talk about the bridge. So uh, let's go back. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So here we go. Here's the show. Three seconds of... Juice Newton. And we're back here at the Raisin Brent Show. Yeah, we got the theme of... Uh, ju- Why do we have the theme of juice this That's week? That's a weird theme to take this week. Juice. Why hmm. would we do that? Ryan Braun is in the news. Oh! <laughs> Talking about... Oh, wait. Juice. I get it now. Juice. How clever. Not Jews. Well, although Ryan Braun is Jewish. Is he? Yeah. Oh. Well, um... Yet good? I don't know. Would, I, I don't know I'm, just saying, I'm, just, no, I'm just saying that the theme is... Is juice, not Jews. No, we would have chosen different songs. Yeah. I think completely. But in any case, that was, in fact, three seconds of Juice Newton. Nice. Just make sure to put that out there right now. Yeah, playing with the Queen of Hearts. Playing with the Queen of Hearts. Hey, the Joker ain't the only fool who can keep me away from you. You know, speaking of playing with the Queen of Hearts, Ryan Braun's been playing with the emotions of a lot of people and careers and lives hideously hideously i mean he's pretty much the worst person on the planet now right yeah well well let's let's go over the story first stalin pol pot ryan braun i think that's the order put it down there somewhere yeah 
somewhere in there. Well, Ryan Braun is officially, after the Biogenesis Lab, got raided up up to, I think, almost 20 names uh, listed of Major League Baseball superstars, including Alex Rodriguez, Gio Gonzalez. I think Nelson Cruz was on that list, I think. Mm-hmm. As well as one MVP stolen from Matt Kemp, Ryan Braun, who denied any wrongdoing and then took a suspension of 65 games the rest of the season from Major League Baseball yesterday. Today. Yeah. Now, soon. This would cut that. be way less worse. Boy, grammar. Boy, we sucked this morning. It's yeah. We record it before noon. <laughs> This would have gone much better for Ryan Braun if he hadn't already tested positive last year and then had his, or was it 2011, whenever it was, and it got overturned by the arbitrator. He, he won the MVP two years ago, and then not too long after he won the MVP, it was revealed that he had 20 times the natural amount of testosterone in his system, and he threw the urine collector, uh, Dino Lorenzi Jr., under the bus, got him fired, and got his suspension overturned on appeal. Two to one, might I add. Not unanimous appeal, even though Lorenzi followed the guidelines of what he's supposed to do in his situation of bringing the urine home instead of leaving it unattended at a FedEx location where anything could have happened to it. And it really kind of makes me mad that the whole time, Ryan Braun never actually once said, to my knowledge in that time, I didn't do it. I did not do steroids. I'm not on testosterone. I'm not cheating the game of baseball. He pretty much just said, well, that guy shouldn't have put it in his fridge where it could fester and 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 the whole sample was... Get moldy and tainted. Tainted. He never once said that he, you know, it it just drives me crazy that he essentially threw this poor dude under the bus who just did his job the correct way, might I add. And Ryan Braun's to save himself. And what did he save himself from? He still was doing it and he still did it again and got caught. He's one of those uh, guys, if you're not a Brewers fan, I think most people just want to punch him in the face anyway. I think if you're a Brewers fan, you probably want to punch him in the face at this point. Now you do. But, you know, he's one of those dudes when he hits a home run, he leaves his arm up there holding the, you know. He showboating. Does, he's yeah, showboating. He's a showboater. And the fact that he's, you know, was almost just taunting the whole entire sporting world with, oh, can't catch me. And then he got caught again. It's like that movie, Catch Me If You Can, with Tom Hanks, except he got caught like on the first day. <laughs> yeah. So what's going to happen now? Ryan Braun has accepted his suspension for the rest of the year. What choice does he have? Right. But what happens, you know, this is not just an isolated thing that, that happened in a vacuum, right? No, it did not. The guy got fired. Yeah, a guy got fired. The arbitrator of the case got fired. Well, and he got fired for making a silly, you know, ruling, yeah. being the tiebreaker. Right. When he probably should have been suspended the first time, then this probably wouldn't have happened. Yeah, I mean, Or he'd be getting suspended again and it'd be for 100 games. And this is the part I really don't understand is Dino Lorenzi Jr. was following the protocol, like... Theoretically, the protocol would have been agreed on by Major League Baseball Players Association. So how can you use it as your staple of arbitration by saying, well, yes, he did everything he was supposed to do, but the rules suck. And so therefore, even though he did everything we agreed he should do, it's still wrong and we win and then and mm-hmm. get away with it. I think that's yeah. what made me not like Ryan Braun in the first place. Yeah. And the fact that he's a D on top of it doesn't help. And now all of a sudden he shows up in this biogenesis lab. It. Quite frankly, worst person in the world. Right. And now, even him... Worst person in the world! Him taking the suspension, it still doesn't give him any... It doesn't give him any credibility or anything with me because, one, he's at the end of like one of the smaller 
pay years on his contract. Correct. Next year's much bigger. So he's not getting paid for the suspension. It should be pointed right. out. It's unpaid, so he's going to lose. I think three point two million next year would have been a lot more it money. Been a lot more money. So the fact that he's oh, I'm going to take the suspension now. That doesn't buy anything with me because you're saving yourself money. But I say he says I'm going to take the suspension now. It kind of reminds me of when celebrities get in trouble with the law and then the celebrities turn themselves in like two weeks later or something like that. Like instead of the cops just show cops wouldn't just wait for me to turn myself in if I was in trouble for something. Right? They'd come get me. And it's sort of like oh look you know, look how modest he is or look, you know, how, look, good look how good I am. How good he is. He's turning in. himself in after hitting that dude with a car a week ago. After uh, lying two years ago and getting a guy fired for serious. Ruining a dude's life, pretty much. Although, you know, now, now the guy's gonna, famous, I yeah. guess. Now I'm going to, to uh, take the suspension that, that affords me the least amount of money loss. Right. Uh, I'm just excited for when the Dino Lorenzi Jr. story appears on an episode of Law & Order. As the stolen from the headlines part of it. Ripped the, from the headlines. Ripped from the headlines. And it'll be like the urine collector has the, the sample at his fridge and it's dirty. So the baseball players, you know, yeah. agent broke in and killed. Not that I want that to happen. I'm saying it would make a good episode of Law and Order because that's kind of exactly what and they then do. Then you would have like uh, ice tea going like, make sure these samples are not tainted. Don't take them to your house. <laughs> Don't take <laughs> <laughs> And then Richard Belzer, this is the conspiracy of baseball I've been telling you about forever. Or you get or you get the blonde chick on there who just is like, Yeah, I bet that's what happens. Hey, my gambling addiction, it's it's under control, okay? I am an interesting character who does more than just give exposition. I promise. Oh, then, Kelly Giddish. Oh, and then you Kelly got Giddish. and then you got Ice T going, I guess this guy's the biggest juicer since OJ. <laughs> Doing his like really bad puns that he always does. How dare you, sir? Those are great puns. <laughs> To be fair, Ice T is the most watchable dude on SVU these days. Are you kidding me yeah, right now? Yeah, yeah. It's pretty much sorry, sorry, cast of SVU: Mariska Hargitay, Danny Pino. Is Mariska Hargitay gone now? Oh yeah, she's still there, and just every episode is just one embarrassment after another. I'd love Dan, changing the subject. I love Dan Florek when he was the uh, when he was Alf's dad on Alf. Uh, Alf. That wasn't him. He you? looks like the dad from Alf. No, he doesn't. Yes, he does. The dad from Alf had hair. And glasses. Yeah, 25 years ago. 25 years ago. In any case, Ryan Braun, what do you think should ultimately happen? Should he have to give back his MVP? Oh, yeah. I think so. I think so. Give it to Matt Kemp, right? Matt Kemp really honestly deserved it to begin with, and Ryan Braun's ripped it from him. Although, won't they technically say, well, this was for a different time period? Or was it? No, it was biogenesis. It was the same time period? Yeah. Okay, then give it back. Give it back, man, like Reggie Bush with his Heisman. Give it to Matt Kemp. Look, Matt Kemp, as we've discussed Ad nauseum. Could be the MVP this year. I mean, look, the, the beginning of the Dodgers comeback into first place begins and ends with Matt Kemp and no one else. I think if Matt Kemp was clearly, though, a gracious man, he would give the 2011 MVP once Ryan Braun gives it to him. Just give it to Yasiel Puig. Just give it yeah. to him for the 2011 yeah. season before he defected from Cuba. I know he didn't play any games He didn't play, season. but his spirit is what let Matt Kemp right. strive for excellence. By the way, speaking of uh, speaking of that, I mean, you want to talk about Brian, Ryan Braun anymore? He's just kind of no. he sucks. The whole situation sucks. He's getting what co- is coming to him. He's a jerk face. The end, right? I mean, yep. there's really nothing more to say. Yeah, and therefore we're going to play juice related uh, music for the entire episode of Raisin Brent because we're just not happy with that guy. He's a jerk. Right. Dodgers, though, your Los Angeles Dodgers of Puigville. first place in the NL West. The Puigamania is full blown. The Dodgers are just on fire. I mean, it's not, you know, Puig's having a good season. 
But the Dodgers yes. are just on fire. They've right all now. of a sudden remembered how to win. Well, they've gotten. To be fair, they've gotten a lot of guys back off the disabled list. Boy, it helps. Hanley Ramirez is destroying it right now. He's pretty good. Yeah. Matt Kemp came back from the disabled list, hit a home run in his first at bat, and then got injured again later in the game. Well, he's got, you know Matt Kemp once again. He's the most gracious man in baseball. He got injured again to make sure Puig could keep his spot. Right. And I think that is like the nicest thing a dude can do. Hey, buddy. We, I'm Matt Kemp. I am a former what should have been MVP, but you're better than me, Yasiel Puig. I'm just going to go ahead and fake this injury after hitting a home run because clearly I can still do it, and I'm just going to let you take my spot because you're a better player than me. Better but, for the team. That's a team player. Bottom line, Dodgers are finally, you know, at least right now, living up to the hype of what you know with that big payroll. They need to win that division. There's, yeah. If you lose that division to the Arizona Diamondbacks, that's not good. Yeah, you need. They need to not just win that division. They need to win it like the way the Tigers are winning it. They need to win it, win it by five, seven, eight games, and really just put it out there and just take a lead and never give it up. If they lose the division to the Arizona Diamondbacks, that should not be considered Gerardo Para for the course. Am I right? Oh no, <laughs> no. Because I'm just saying, if they were to lose that to the Arizona Diamondbacks, that is not something you would tell your Gibbs sons or daughters about. <laughs> right? That's, it's ugh. just like it's like losing a poker hand when you have aces and the other guy just has a par of twos. Am I right? No, you're not right. <laughs> I think I've had about enough of this segment now. Me too. So anyway, Yasiel Puig, 2011 MVP. That's what I got out of this segment. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Retroactively retroactively <laughs> mailed it to cuba that's right well we have some exciting stuff about ohio state coming up next so you're gonna want to stick around for yeah. after three seconds of the cranberries do you have to do you have to do you have to let it good golly miss molly that was three seconds of the cranberries on the juice themed episode of raisin brand i gotta say that those three seconds seem to really linger am i right did you have to let it linger did you have to did you have to? Did you have to? Oh, I'm such a fool for you. Oh, my goodness. You got me ripped to run your finger. Ah-ha-ha! See, I always had the lyrics to that wrong. I thought it was, um, did you have to pull my finger? Did you have to? Did you have to? Because, you know, it's like, it's your fault I farted. Right. Yeah, I thought that until I noticed right away that the title was Linger. Well, I thought maybe then this, this follow-up would be you let the smell linger by not rolling down the windows of the car. Mm-hmm. There I was thought, a whole narrative I put into this song that maybe it wasn't there. I did think for a while that it was about the old gangster John Dillinger. Really? Mm-hmm. You you had to work for that one. Or the guy from Mash Klinger. Or the old quarterback of the Cincinnati Bengals, David Klinger. Klinger. Lur. Lur. Hey, let's do our favorite segment. Ooh. Get ready for Who's Getting Arrested Now? Who's getting arrested now? And this week, Brent, you're going to be defending a college football player, not from Ohio State, from the University of Florida. It should be easy. I mean, they're from one of the most just states in the country, obviously. obviously. I don't know of anything weird that happened in Florida that people would say is unjust. Clearly, they understand the law down there. Since everyone down there is a law scholar at this mm-hmm. point, Antonio Morrison got himself arrested. Brent, he got arrested for barking at a police dog. Yeah, while he was drunk. Yeah, and that it, it, like enraged the dog. The dog started going nuts, and the cop got out of his car and arrested Antonio Morrison. Why? 
What do you mean? Yeah, why would you do that? Yeah, why would you get... Oh. Why, why would you be bark? Why would you be enraging a police dog when you're drunk? Enraging a police dog. So you're claiming that the police officer speaks dog well, and knew what he was saying to the dog? Well, no, he, was he wasn't saying anything. Saying he was inflammatory just making, statements to the dog? Wait, he was just making noises. What are you talking about? You can't possibly be defending. This is the stupidest thing a guy can do is going up and start barking at a police dog. Of course, mm. he's going to get himself in trouble down the line. You can't possibly defend this, Brent. Uh, I believe, if I remember correctly, and I think I do, because I memorized the class schedules of most scholar-athletes, yeah. that Antonio Morrison, one of his favorite classes to take, is animal linguistics. What? That's not even a thing. It's a real thing, and he was probably just trying to have a conversation. It's probably something that's in the syllabus of his class to go out and engage animals in conversation as a practice to, you know, it's part of their, to, for their final. So wait, so what I'm hearing you say is, it's not that he was being a drunk idiot and started barking at a police dog, thus enraging it, thus obstructing what the police officer is trying to do and therefore get himself in trouble. What I hear you saying is he's involved in some Caesar Milan dog whisperer. He actually is, he can talk to dogs and this is part of his class schedule. Well, he can't, he can talk to dogs, but he's not a professional at it. That's why he's taking the class right well, now, That would Ray. make sense. Okay, yeah. sure. And oftentimes when you're doing something that you're not accustomed to doing, mm-hmm. is it not customary for you to feel more relaxed more at ease to have a couple drinks beforehand. Okay, I can't I can't argue with that. Okay. okay. So he goes out, has a couple drinks beforehand, says, okay. okay, now I can talk to a dog. Oh, uh, uh, there's all these stray dogs that keep running away from me. So it's like talking to a girl. Yeah. When you're kind of a shy guy, right. you have a couple of drinks, and suddenly right. you think to yourself, I can talk to her. And so he sees a dog that's not running away, because it's, it's there's lots of stray dogs in Florida, trust me. They're oh. all over the place. They're just like oh, yeah. running all over the glades and, you know, into the bay. And all that kind of stuff. There's just dogs all over sure. the place. And they, they are not accustomed to talking to people, so they run away. So now he sees, oh, here's a dog. A professional is, dog. A professional dog. Yeah. It's got the professional haircut. Probably like a German Shepherd. You know, rice respectable dog. Uh, the kind of the, dog you'd bring home to mom. Yeah, the yeah. kind of dog you'd bring home to mom. He said, I'm going to talk to this dog because, one, he can't run away. And, two, he looks respectable. Like, he's not going to be speaking all ghetto dog. So, but it seems like he just started barking at him, like just rah, 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 rah. Yeah, again. I mean, how do you know you don't? You're not well, in the angle. That... Well, so what do you think they were talking about? I think he was probably saying, "Hi, my name's Antonio. How are you? Oh, how many years you got into? You get a pension. Do your owners treat you nicely? You you really believe? And, and the dog responding back in just enraged. He was tongues. like, "Hey, oh, so nice, someone talking to me. Uh, yeah, I've been here about twelve years. Not bad." Oh, wish we had some better food, but, you know, that goes. And at which point the cop completely misunderstood the situation, got out and arrested Antonio Morrison. Oh, I think he knew what was happening. Was you like, think he think it was, this was foul play by the cop? The cop is like, I don't want him revealing my dark secrets. I'm oh, arresting this guy. Because that dog's seen some stuff. He's seen some stuff. He has seen some stuff working the police beat it's, in Florida for 12 years. It's the You're going to see some stuff. It's the only thing that makes sense, Ray, if you really think about it. You know, as is usually the case with this segment, I see it your way now. I don't know how oh, I, yeah. I, I don't know how I possibly got it so wrong the first time. Like, yeah. it's so obvious if you just think about it. Nice try, police. <laughs> yeah, nice try, Florida. Right, jerks. So anyway, that's that's this week's segment <laughs> of Who's Getting Arrested Now? Who's getting arrested now? And we have a very Brent. You don't know about this. We have a very special interview. Wait, okay. Coming up next segment. 
Really? Oh, yeah. Okay, I'm excited. But until then, we're going to do three seconds of Marvin Gaye. All right, and we're back here on the Raisin Brent Show. Yeah. Yeah. yippee ki yay Get along, little doggies. I thought it was doggies. Do- Dougie? Dougie Fresh? Dougie Hauser, MD. Anyway, Ohio State University has had a slew of problems over just the last week alone. What? As- I know, and they say bad thing only comes in threes. I'd like to say, apparently when it comes to Ohio State players getting in trouble... Bad things come in fours because four different Ohio State University football players all got either in trouble with the law. Well, they all got in trouble with the law in one way or another, and many of them were suspended, cut from the team, et cetera, et cetera. Wait a minute. So I, I'm i sorry. I still believe that things happen in threes, though. I, you know, okay. Probably just three happen, and then they're just starting on their next three. Oh, they're just three. hitting the next three going. Yeah, there's two more coming. Uh, it makes two so more much coming. sense now. But what would you expect when Urban Meyer is the head coach of your team? Urban Meyer, the head coach at Florida, when who played there? Aaron Hernandez. Aaron, and I don't want to say Urban Meyer is the reason Aaron Hernandez murdered a bunch of people, but I kind of believe Urban Meyer is the reason why Aaron Hernandez murdered a bunch of people. Let's just get real out there, right? I don't believe that, but yeah, okay, Ray, you're entitled to your own opinion. <laughs> we'll keep going with that. Well, Ohio State is the devil. Anyway, I think it's only fair, though, because this is such a, you know, you're a Nebraska fan, and I'm, of course, a Michigan fan, and Ohio State, we really don't care for them. We enjoy taking joy in their struggles, in their mm-hmm. troubles in everyday life. So we really do need to balance out what we do here. So you don't know about this. We've had him on the show before. Oh, I booked come a on. special interview no. with now former Ohio State University uh. president, Gordon G. <laughs> there he comes right now, Gordon G. And he looks drunk. Oh, put on my headphones. Hey, Gordon. Hey, well, Give me a microphone. Give you a microphone and a turntable. Yeah. We'll get this DJ up in here. Uh, Brent, no, I appreciate you, Brent, going to the third mic so that uh, Gordon G can, can yeah, I'll just us out. I'm just going to sit over here quietly. That's fair. I mean, I interviewed Gordon pretty much last time while you sat in the dark. So, Gordon, what you been up to in the last few, in the last month since we've been talking? Well, you know, I lost my job. Uh, we, we do know yeah. that you lost your job, yep. Thank goodness. Thank it goodness. It seemed like it was Providence because now i got a full-time job just talking about people getting arrested at Ohio State and telling them how wrong they are. So, so you now have turned turned your whole career into a job where you go around defending Ohio State players when inevitably they continually get in trouble with the law. Yeah, well, it's not paid job. It's not sanctioned by the university, but <laughs> have a good time doing it. Well, I'm glad to see you taking joy in your work, Gordon. What should I call him, Mr. G? Mr. Elwood. Elwood Gordon G. Esquire LTD. Can I just go with Gordon, please? Or Gordo. Gordo. G-Man. G- I like G-Man. Uh, anyway, so Ford, now i got to talk about these arrests. And you've come to defend the Ohio State players on all these massive numbers of arrests that have happened just in the last yeah, week. Yeah, I mean, I can't keep up. Well, you just tell me what they did, and I'll tell you why, why they're innocent. So the first athlete, freshman, he's a six foot five, 310-pound offensive lineman named Marcus Ball. Big boy. He's a big boy. He got arrested for underage drinking and having a fake ID. There's no defense for that. Well, that's the problem. What do you mean, what's the problem? He had a fake ID, and he's drinking underage. Now, yeah, granted, that well, does happen all the time in college, but you got to know better if you're going to represent the university as a player. I think this guy clearly showed that he's a he's a good 
scholar athlete. He's a very smart guy. How? Because if I'm going to be underage drinking, I'll be a dang fool to bring my own ID. I guess so, yeah. I guess that makes a modicum of sense right there. But, I mean, he's taking it upon himself. I mean, as a player, you have to keep yourself out of trouble, right? He's getting in trouble for doing all this underage drinking. Yeah, well... You know what? This whole drinking it's his age fault, thing. Right? There wouldn't be a drinking age if it wasn't for the Irish. What? Yeah. How do you blame the you Irish for Marcus Paul drinking too got much? Got a bunch of drunk leprechauns jumping around with pot, pots of gold and red beards and making fools themselves. All of a sudden, we can't drink till we're 21. He could go to war at 18. It's true. So what's the problem? And I guess, you know, if he was in, uh, if he was in Canada, that would be a legal drinking age, right? At 19. I don't know about nothing that happens in other continents, but... So what you're saying right now is that it's the Irish's fault, but he's a smart fellow for carrying a fake ID if he's going to be committing a crime. Yes, sir. Okay, well, let's continue on, because now two players got arrested in a separate incident in Indiana, and that would be Bradley Roby, who should have gone to the NFL draft last year, came back for his senior year at Ohio State, got involved in a bar fight, and Tim Gardner, his defensive lineman uh, for Ohio State University as well, Got in trouble for obstructing justice in the events that happened afterwards. Getting into bar fights in Indiana, uh, clearly your players are out of control, right? Okay, first of all, I don't know how you could be in Indiana and not get in a bar fight. What? Uh, first, you see, not notice that the first part of Indiana is engine. <laughs> engine A. That is the name of the state. Yes. I'll tell you what, you try to go into a bar against some engine, not get in a fight. They're always waving their sticks of pemmican at you, trying to throw you into a teepee or a wigwam. What the heck is the difference anyway? They're both houses. Just calm a tent like everyone else. And speaking about Indiana, that combines my least two favorite things. What, the word what's that? Indian and vowels. <laughs> They're all like, eh, e, I, o, e, I Make a choice. Why? Sometimes. Long, short. Letters should have one sound. One sound. So really, you're saying right now that Bradley Roby and Tim Gardner of Ohio State University, the reason they got into a bar fight is because there were a bunch of Native Americans at the bar, and also we blame vowels somehow. Vowels, yeah. You know what? You might say that G, like in my name, has two sounds. But I'll be dead and buried in the I ground mean, before, I reg- before I recognize the hard G, the G. Nope, there's only a J. There's two Js. J. And G. <laughs> and that's how we defend these players' actions taking part in a bar fight. It couldn't just be that they're young and immature and we're having too good a time at the bar because they were probably legal age because he is a senior in college at that point. Um, Bradley Roby is. Well, and I say they're good teammates too. My one friend's getting in a fight. What am I supposed to do? Just let him get arrested? Nope. I'm going to jump in there and lie and cheat and steal. That's what this whole country's founded on from the we learned it from the engines so what you're saying stealing is, our land and taking it well, opposite reverse style that's not how it worked at all the indians the native americans now you got me saying it the native americans did not come over and steal Gave our us land. All smallpox no, that's not how it worked mr g that's absolutely horrific that's the opposite of first of all a real a real race would give you big pox not smallpox oh my goodness Great. So, okay. So we blame we blame Native Americans now for the gardener and. Ro- I'm glad that you have this new career, Mister G. This is pretty. That's working out pretty good for me. I gotta say. So, well, you, there's no possible defense. Uh, maybe I don't know. 
Carlos Hyde, senior Wait, running back. Carlos Hyde. Carlos Hyde. Ooh, that guy's a good player. He had like 17 touchdowns last season. Yeah, he went for yards from scrimmage over 1,000 yards, including a 100-yard game against the University of Michigan. Or as we say in academics, over 1K. I, yes, that is exactly. K being, of course, another another consonant, so you probably oh, yeah. have with that. Yeah. Well, apparently he got into an altercation at a, at a bar. It's amazing how these guys... This is how it always involves the alcohol with the Ohio State University. He apparently got into a bar fight with a lady, and there there was physical altercation that happened there. Okay, well, here's where we're going to go with this. Okay. I can't Please. get behind that at all. Thank I'm you. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, not even I. Even Elwood Gordon G. cannot defend violence against women. That's wrong. So good. So there's no defense for, for hurting women in bars. Absolutely not. In fact... I think he should get a stiff penalty for this one. Yes, he should probably yes. be suspended, right? For I would say, I don't know the schedule exactly, but I'm going to say he should be suspended for the first 11 games. Wait, you only play 12 games. Okay. Game well, 12 is against Michigan every single year. We don't know that. Well, we can't not have Carlos Hyde for that one. What is wrong with you? That's the worst kind of statement that you should be telling your players. It's okay to go off and do these terrible things, but you'll still be back for Michigan, right? Hey, these these guys are like our kids. You know, we can punish them, but we can't take everything away. All right, now you're just enraging me. Brent, you have anything you want to add in here? Any questions for Gordon? Gordon, <laughs> I don't know why we had him back. Ray, why did we have him back on the show? He's such a... I'm not a racist! Uh... Yeah, I would say that you are, and... It, you really I... are coming across really racially insensitive, at the very least, Mr. G. I just see it, I just see it the way I see it. Okay, well, yeah. I think I think we're, we're pretty much done with Gordon... Send him back until the next wave of arrests where he'll probably just break. Okay, well, I'll see you next week then. Yeah, okay, Mr. G. Thank you so much. Elwood, Elwood Gordon G, everybody. Wow. You, I don't know why I keep having him back. He's kind of a tool. He's entertaining, He's I funny, would say. But in a terrible, terrible way. Yeah. Now I'm just depressed. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. Let's you go know, ahead. You know what might, not, might undepress you? What's that? Three seconds of Prince. Hey, and, and and I'm less depressed now. That three yeah. seconds really brought me back. See? That's so cool how that works out. Well. Speaking of things that depressed me, TV show debuted, was it a couple weeks ago on at the FX channel? Yeah, it's two episodes now. It's so. called The Bridge. The Bridge. The Bridge. 90-minute extravaganza. the bridge. And it looked interesting. The commercials made me want to check it out. I'm the kind of guy, I'll check out one episode of pretty much everything if it seems like it's going to be at all relevant to the mm-hmm. world we live in. And I'll give shows a chance. I'll stick around a few episodes. I'm three episodes into that new show, Siberia, on NBC. What is that? Siberia. It's it's kind of cool. It's basically, it takes the form of a reality show, but it's a scripted show, and it's kind of, it wants to be like Lost, where like in the very first episode, one of the contestants dies and crazy things start happening, and there's things out in the woods, and you don't know what's real and what the producers are kind of manufacturing. So they make it seem like somebody actually died? No, somebody, re- according to the narrative of the show, somebody actually dies, and there's a huge pile of blood, like just outside the camp where they are in the middle of Siberia, except that they can't escape. They're supposed to be like a helicopter pad, and if you're ready to leave the show, you go over there, but now all of a sudden, to my knowledge, Crazy things are going on. People are leaving. We don't know if they're actually leaving. There's mysterious people. There's weird, like, cave drawings of monsters. It, it's it's interesting. It's enough that I'm going to keep going with it. 
So I, it's a reality show. But it's not a reality show. It's a scripted show that looks like a reality show. Oh, okay. I got you. Yeah. But one show that I don't think I'll be sticking around is this show, The Bridge. I will. You will. You, you're you yeah. really into it. I like it. Yeah. So tell me tell me this right now, because as as the, the statement from earlier in the show that I was forced to read, me and Brent got into it on Facebook the other night, where we I asked did. him why you even like this show. It's terrible. The main character is... I, well, I'll let Brent talk, first talk about why he likes The Bridge, and then I will tell you why Brent is full of beans. Yeah, like how I was full of beans last week on the Home Run Derby. That way. Okay, uh, so the, the bridge. Uh, it's basically currently it's a crime show. It's a crime drama. It's a crime mystery drama. Crime mystery drama, and it seems like it wants to be kind of like David Lynch ish a little bit. It has very strange characters. It is David Lynch ish. Have you ever seen I, Twin Peaks? It, David Lynch stuff is a heck of a lot more weird. Then the the bridge is trying to base itself in reality with just a couple of interesting characters yeah. spread throughout. Because most of the people on the bridge are kind of run of the mill. They're kind of boring. They're just regular dudes. Yeah, I don't consider it David Lynchy. Where like everyone's David Lynch crazy ish. Uh, Some of the stuff is. I think you're stretching. But, but keep anyway, uh, I, I'm not. I wasn't the biggest Twin Peaks fan when it came out. Anyway, I do enjoy it, but uh, you know, I wasn't like a big huge. Sure. I didn't have the parties at my house where people would have a damn fine cup of coffee. You know yeah, I mean? and I enjoy David Lynch kind of at arm's reach. You know, Mulholland I, Drive, I love. Lost Highway? Lost Highway is pretty crazy. I don't even get it, though. Like, someday we're going to sit down and you have to explain to me what that movie happened. What happens in yeah, that okay, movie? Yeah, okay, I can explain to you what happened. freaking weird. Sure. Okay. Nobody can. Uh, anyway. And I'll also have to explain to you the bridge. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> anyway, Diane Kruger, who is, you might have known her, she played the actress in Inglorious Bastards. Which was a movie I enjoyed a lot. Did you enjoy Inglorious Bastards? Mm, I found it boring. Okay. See, well, so then maybe it's just a thing where this style is not something that you enjoy. Oh, the boring style where nothing interesting happens. Well, okay, no, you're probably uh, right. nominated for Best Picture. Uh, boring. Twenty-eight different pictures were nominated for Best Picture that year. Interesting. It's not that big a deal. Interesting. Okay. Anyway, crime drama happens. It literally happens on the border between the Mexico, border between and Mexico and the U.S. Juarez, El Paso. So there's a first a kind of a discussion about who's going to take the case. Because there's a dead body found on the line of on the bridge. On the line. Cut and, in half. And, you know, the, the two police that may be assigned are the Diane Kruger's character, who is very antisocial, has a, some kind of Asperger's Which is never directly disease. referenced. We just have to kind of assume she does. It's actually said in the press notes, if you read about the show, you find out that she's supposed to have the Asperger's. Except nobody actually makes that clear on the show itself, which okay. is already something that drives me a little crazy. That's fair enough. If it's but the main point about the character, put it out there. Sometimes I, I feel like stuff is too shoved in your face and too overstated and too much exposition. So it didn't bother me. But I did realize right away she's pretty strange. Uh, yes. And she, you would say she's unlikable. Hideously unlikable. Yeah. Well, I would say that she's, yeah, she has a... Social disorder, so that she may appear unlikable. Anyway, the the cop she's teamed up with is the Mexican policeman who is kind of set in his ways where no one on this show, kind of they kind of don't want to solve the crimes because they don't know if it's going to offend somebody from the cartel. Correct. He has to check in with the cartel to make sure it's okay for him to solve this case. And there are multiple plot lines, too. There's a whole guy that, I don't want to give away spoilers, but there's... Guy it's only two episodes guy, in. There's no guy, spoilers. Guy, at guy who dies, leaving his wife behind, and has a bunch of secrets. Yes. Uh, what else happens? So it's it's a convoluted story to say the least, especially when you find out. And this isn't really a spoiler. This is the very end of the first episode. You find out that there's the body that's been cut in half on the border is actually two different people. Yeah. The upper half is some is some white woman, and then the lower half is like a Mexican woman. Mm-hmm. 
And so one of the main themes in, and we saw this coming, my wife Melissa and I saw this coming five seconds into it, it's why is the white woman important and the Mexican one isn't? Ooh. And I'm thinking to myself, well, that well, seems sure. to be because the Mexican police don't actually want to solve the crime. Yeah. And the American police do want to solve the crime. That's I didn't think, why it seems more important. Yeah, I didn't think that was a major revelation in the show. It was just something that, you know. It was a political, social point yeah, the they person, were trying to make. Yeah, the person was trying to make that point. As yeah. boringly as physically possible. Yeah. Well, I thought it was uh, I thought it was dark and a little bit gritty and interesting. It was dark oh, and there's, and also, there's also the weird guy <laughs> that picks up the girl. Uh, yeah, what was that? See, that was very David Lynchian, dude. You gotta get that, that. No, one. you're right. I forgot yeah. about that part. There's a part where there's a, a, a jackal, and he's running this young Mexican woman mm-hmm. uh, who's working as a as a as a working girl, I believe. Yeah, and then he, or the very worst, an escort takes her to his a uh, weird trailer cabin. park in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, kind of like and kind of. So we keeps her in you get the idea. There. Maybe this is the bad guy in the season, but maybe it's not. We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. And I will never know because I'll be honest with you. You combine you, the convoluted stuff. When convoluted stuff works, it works. And when it doesn't work, it doesn't work. And there's no better way to explain it than that. There's all this stuff going on, and I if you if I don't feel I like I got like a handle way, on any of it, it just comes awash of me in ninety minutes. It's just too much to handle. I felt like the way you explained it was convoluted. It's probably true. <laughs> But also you combine no. the fact that our two main characters are the two police officers. There's the there's the Asperger's uh, Kruger mm-hmm. uh, chick who is, despite what Brent says, yes, she probably does have a social disorder. But the problem is that social disorder makes her completely cold, unfeeling, unlikable. There's a scene where she has to uh, tell a woman that her husband's dead, right? Mm-hmm. Except that, why are they having her do it? She comes in and she says, you know, and he's dead, and, 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 and that's it. And then at the end of it, she goes, I am sorry if I did not show you the required amount of empathy for this type of... M-. And I'm just, See, what is wrong with you? She is trying to... Ex- she should not be put in that position where she has well, to maybe, tell someone their spouse is dead. Maybe she shouldn't be, but, I, but I would agree that... But I would say that good theater, good television, good movie, and good storytelling... Have nothing to do with the bridge. Is... When some somebody's put in a in a awkward situation, you know, is it, I think it's good when they're put into an awkward situation that cannot be prevented. However, in this case, all the police, all her captain had to do was be, "Hey, you're really awful in situations like this. Even though you're the one working the case, I'll go in and tell her and let her down." I guess it wouldn't have taken but five seconds of him actually thinking about cause and effect. I mean, that's fair, but it also doesn't make for as good. Of television and it's also and it also good television in any case also in the, uncomfortable television we're also in the first episode where we're exploring the character and how inept she is socially so i think they have to show that in certain ways if if every time she was about to do something socially inept the guy saved her from it then we would never know if she was really socially inept or if he was just trying to save the day all the time and when we establish her character there has to be something human there has to be something likable there has to be a reason i'm on board with her character i want to see her solve the case they don't give me anything the show opens on the bridge with the crime scene and you've got somebody dying in an ambulance who needs to get across the border to the united states in order to save their life the, i think that father had a heart attack uh, while he was over over abroad in mexico and she says no it's a closed crime scene shut down the bridge no one gets over and the guy's like hey this dude really is preventable. We can save this guy's life. We're not even driving around where you even are working the crime scene, and she's just immovable. No, I don't care if he dies. 
it's important that we don't disturb the crime scene. It's like, you are awful at your job. Your job should be protecting the in what to protect and serve. And in that moment, she's being selfish. She's not protecting. She's not serving. She's only being a dummy. So she's not even good at her job. So you combine a terrible personality with the fact that she sucks at her job as a police officer. Those are the two standards I have for base likability. Okay. Well, I would say that one she possesses neither. I would say that she was trying to protect the the, maybe to a fault, protecting the, the security of the crime scene. Because as we know, just from real life, yes. very recently, Ray. Very recently. People's uh, ill handling of evidence and crime scenes can turn into someone. On appeal, not being suspended not, for baseball steroids. Yeah, or also someone you know not being found guilty of secondary murder. For example. In Florida, maybe. Just by example. Yeah. Just picking any state. Could so, be any state. Another, but another thing that was mentioned also was there are hospitals on that side of the bridge that she could have, that the lady could have gone to. There yeah. were hospitals there. But they had the specialist that would have, the person that she goes to or he goes to for this specific problem is on the U.S. side of the border. No, the lady was having like some kind of like heart attack or something. Right. Okay. And, the, and the person she didn't was, have a heart attack a specialist on the other side of the border she could have gone back to one of the there was you know and it also would have been closer to just stop in Mexico somewhere yeah but she's not he's not gonna do that uh, I'm just saying that's not it's not just like a black and white thing where and, she but, was completely he, wrong but here's the point though by the time that that happened wasn't the bridge pretty much locked up you can't exactly turn back around again well it was locked up both ways yeah. I got too many good shows to watch that I just don't think a show that I'm just gonna get angry at her every week wait a minute are you telling me there's another Gordon Ramsay show that I don't know about there's like four Gordon Ramsay shows right now. I'm only taping three. What's the fourth one? Uh, I think they're bringing back Hotel Hell for another show. Oh! Uh, you know what? That's the show that I watch when I get on my elliptical. Is that right? Yeah. That show is way more fun than it ever has a right to be. Right. I tell Melissa, because if you know the story of Raisin Brent, my, we, me and Brent here were on an episode of Kitchen Nightmares together. Mm -hmm. uh, the The... Eagle Rock, the hump Tweedledee and Tweedledum, fat guy <laughs> pizzeria one. Look for us. And then later, I was on an episode of Hell's Kitchen with some camera time, which means that I've only got a uh, Master Chef and an Hotel Hell. Now you just have and to buy a hotel. Well, I'm hoping to be like a guest because he has guests on, just like in Kitchen Nightmares. He yeah. has guests on the show, and Melissa absolutely refuses. She flatly told me we are not going to be guests on Hotel Hell. I do not care, and I'm very disappointed because I want I want the grand slam of Gordon Ramsay shows on my uh, resume. Look, I think you what you have to do is buy a hotel, run it into the run ground, into the ground. I like this. Run point. it into the ground. We'll do it with the proceeds from the Raisin. Brent That's show. right, <laughs> the Raisin Brent themed hotel. Well, anyway, getting back to the bridge. Going back, to I like the bridge, like the bridge a lot. You said you and Tressa, you're wife really did uh -huh. like it me and melissa really did not and I, yeah. i'm not gonna watch here's what it really boils down to i found some of the elements to it intriguing mm -hmm. i think it was a mixed bag like there was some stuff in there i did like it's mm -hmm. not like it's not like bates motel where it just to me went right into the toilet immediately and never dug its way out right i just think that the fact that she will be the main focus of the entire show and i found her to be so massively unlikable and somebody who i'm just going to get angry at episode after episode for being the character that she is supposed to be on the mm -hmm. show, it's not like she's doing anything like it's not like bad acting. She's a good actress. Mm -hmm. It's just it's just it rubs me so the wrong way, and it just seems like she should not be put in these positions that she's being put in. And I just don't like her character. And if I don't like the main character of the show, I have no chance to watch the show. That's fair enough. If I didn't like Tony Soprano, I would not be able to watch 
The Sopranos after a couple of episodes. Right. Yeah, and so, so I think it's it's not a perfect show, and I'm not claiming that it is. But I do think Diane Kruger's character is very interesting. Uh, I think it's the type of character. I'm not saying this will happen, but it's the type of character that gets nominated for awards. If Oh, assuredly. She's yeah. a, a, a person with a disability. Well, and she's just kind of weird like here's one thing you may not know about the bridge did you know that it's based on i think a french show oh yeah i think it's swedish maybe swedish yeah. okay i'm just wondering where that bridge was yeah like they, they don't quite have the same relations like u.s mexican relations well, in could a lot of europe just be yeah it could just be on the border of two different countries here's what i wanted yeah. it to be i wanted it to be the channel nice <laughs> between france and england <laughs> underwater we find the bodies except how could you tell that one was fr- an english dude one was a french dude right I don't know. It's just something that yeah. made me giggle. I say, channel, le channel. Okay. Well, I say keep watching the bridge. Ray says, don't ever watch it. So no, and here's what I say: watch, watch the pilot. Yeah, I'll tell see, you. I'll never you tell think. you not to watch it. I'll tell you, watch the pilot. Make your own decisions. Although I don't think it's a very good show. Brent disagrees. He's wrong. We'll see how many, how long that show lasts. We'll see what awards. I'm it ends wrong, up just like I was with the home run derby last week. I'm sure this will be a topic that we'll revisit because if the, if she does get nominated for an award, surely Brent will be trolling me about it later yeah. on. And if she doesn't, you'll never remember because you don't watch the show. Hooray! In any case, let's wrap it up. And we'll come back to wrap up the show after three seconds of... The Wu-Tang Clan. And that's going to conclude another jam-packed extravaganza known as... Raisin Brent! And as always, I'm Ray. And I'm Brent. And here's how you can contact us. You can contact me on Twitter at Almighty Ray. Wow, my brain stopped working there yeah. for a second. At Almighty Ray and Brent. I'm at Scoops Pope. You can Twitter at the show at Ray Brent Podcast. We promise a follow back if you follow us because we got nothing to lose. Why yeah, not? why not? Why not? And also, you can check out our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Ray Brent Podcast. I want to uh, tell everybody out there, really appreciate all the folks you going on there, giving us five-star reviews on iTunes, downloading the past back episodes of the show. So we got a couple more uh, five-star reviews. So very much thanks to all you guys going out there and doing that for us, subscribing to the show. And we actually got a few comments that people wrote as part of their five-star reviews, and we promised we'd read them on the air. So Brent, what's, tell, tell us what's up. All right. This one says, Funny! By Siri is my co-pilot. Siri is my co-pilot. I don't know much about sports, but I think they hit a touchdown with their first at-bat. <laughs> <laughs> that person doesn't know anything about sports. They don't know anything about sports at all. There's no way you can hit a touchdown with your first at-bat. That no. can only happen in your second at-bat. Yeah, exactly. Hello. And it's not a touchdown. It's a goal. <laughs> yeah. Goal. But anyway, thank you very much for putting that out there and, and, and putting a little love into this universe and this world we live in and these troubled times of sadness and other sadness it's just nice to know that good stuff can still happen yes like five star reviews of the raisin yeah yeah so we gotta do our thanks right now of course i want to thank jeremy buck and the bang as well as the train wrecks for giving us our musics greg lopez for the who's getting arrested now jingle which at a certain point do we just use it and not thank him anymore i think we should always thank them i don't know the show yeah i don't know Uh, he doesn't like sports he hits a touchdown with his first at-bat. David Knoll. David Knoll is our producer, doing a great job out there. Uh, McLean, Jason McLean, we're just going to thank you for uh, interacting with us because we're coming for you, son. You're about to lose. You're about to lose oh. a bet. In fact, we'll have to have him on. You know what? We'll just have Jason McLean. We'll like write like 30 minutes worth of material for him to read on the air and just bring him out and have him perform a one-man show that we write for him. Here's what we'll do. If Jason McLean loses the bet to us when jason mcclain loses right, the bet to us hear me out okay if he you know because it's not 100 percent sure you know, it's who knows? Sure. we have him on the show yes 
and we have him read a horrific statement that he doesn't want to read. Correct. If he wins the bet, yes, we just forget that we. Yeah, we just, yeah. We, just, we just delete those episodes what off What are you of talking iTunes. about? Oh, we're, are, you gonna, are we going to hear him complain about it on his podcast? Oh, wait. He doesn't have That's one. That's right. Mm. No, we'll have him on. But we're not losing this bet. We're not losing this bet. We got this. I feel like we got this. So, uh, In any case, do you have a, anybody else you'd like to thank? I do want to thank Matt Stafford. Oh, my goodness. For splashing me in the splash zone at SeaWorld last week. It was amazing. Thank you. Really? He's not fat. How many times? Well, then how did he get me soaking wet after he turned his big fin over and jumped into the, turned in the pool at the end of his show? I think we're done here, everybody. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll catch you next time. See ya. You're gonna have to drag me out in chains. You're gonna have to drag me out in chains. You're gonna have to drag me out in chains. What you wanted And then you run and you flaunt it I've got something to Hey, you know what I just noticed? What's that? We, I don't think we actually have a good outtake for the end of the show. Oh. Yeah. So... Just something I... I don't you want to... Well, we can't make one up. They have to come up kind of... They got to be organic, right? Organic. Yeah. So... Um, you so know, just just say something funny. No, so just at the end of this, we'll play the song. Yeah, at the end of the show, drag me out, and then that's it. There'll be nothing after the song. Okay. <laughs>